What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust woo-woo, Chris Bizignano. Chris, we talk about often uh, the the several awesome tweets and uh, direct messages that we get uh, from, from Twitter yeah. followers, from fans of the podcast. Um, yep. I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we got one. Uh, on Saturday that was probably the most personal and um, I don't know, it, it, it kind of shook us mm-hmm. the most and it was incredible. And I want to share it with our followers, with our listeners real quick. Uh, it's from Rich Redmond, whose grandfather's of the same name, Rich Redmond, the first and Rich Redmond, the third. He said, he said this on Saturday and we didn't see it till Sunday. So sometimes guys, if you send us DMS, we don't see them for a while, but we saw this was sent on Saturday. It says, hey, guys, I hope you're both feeling well and staying safe. I only made a Twitter account to follow your podcast page and some other people. Anyway, I wanted to take a second to tell you how much of a difference you make. My grandfather is 78 and has been a Giants fan since he was a kid in the 40s and made me into a Giants fan. Unfortunately, he doesn't really follow as much because it's hard to get real sports analysis and not just sports personalities. He is currently quarantined in the hospital after testing positive for COVID-19. I asked him if he wanted me to bring him anything to keep himself busy or entertained. He immediately asked for his iPad and headphones so he could listen to that giant show you showed me this week, quote unquote. I dropped it off with the nurse and called a few hours later to see how he was. And she told me he's been listening to your podcast for hours. We love the podcast and it really makes it it makes me really happy that your content makes him happy enough. It's the first thing he wanted. And he had been referring to himself as a buffoon all week. Keep up the amazing work, guys. I know it may feel like what you do doesn't impact a lot, but for him, you really brought him back into Giants fandom, and listening to the podcast really makes him happy. It's a joy to see. Thank you again, and we both can't wait till Wednesday. And uh, that is uh, that is tough, man. That's holy cow. I can't read it. Every time I read it, man, it's it's tough to read, and it's awesome. Yep. And uh, you know what, Rich? Thank you. Thank you, man because we have a good yeah. time doing this. We have a, a fun time. And for you to have that kind of, for, for it to have that kind of impact on you, man, keep fighting, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Well said, Jerry. Um, listen, um, I was taken back by you. You sent me a text saying, Hey, hey Chris, check out this DM. And, um, when I read it, I was just taken back by, it. um, it, it was such a good, good feeling, right, Jerry? That, um, you know, that what we do here, you know, could affect somebody's life in a positive way. And it makes us really happy, man. Yep. You know, that, you know, that people, you know, and, and the guy Richard, <clears throat> you know, he, he's battling. He's got a ventilator on and he's battling this virus. Yeah. Um, and it's sad, you know, it, it, it's sad. And then at the same time. It, it makes you like, wow, you're right, right, so happy to do this. Yep. 
for somebody. Uh, so happy to do it for whoever it might be, uh, especially during these trying times. Um, very taken back by it. Um, I guess we could, you know, listen, Jerry, I guess we could say um, wound up speaking to him yeah. on the phone in a hospital. Um, and it kind of made his day. And, and folks, me and Jerry are not saying this to say, hey, look at us. Right. We made this guy's day. That is the farthest thing right. from what we're doing right now. Yeah. The point of this is that it brightened up somebody's day that's really, really struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, and to, and to make a guy a Giant fan again, right? Yep. This is what it's all about. A guy that got back into the Giants because um, he kind of liked our work. And, and and it makes us I don't know what to say, Jerry. Um it's it brings honestly, it really did. Like you, Jerry, I know I know you it happened with you. It brings tears to your eyes, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it really does. I'm not gonna get into it, but this man you know, had some personal tragedy in his life, got away from the Giants a little bit. Yep. Came back because he liked our podcast. Because his grandson's hey, because his grandson said, Listen, Hey, hey, Grandpa, listen to this podcast. You might like it, and he wound up liking it. And, and that's what it's all about, Jerry. You know, we talk about the Giants. I know I go on rants about some players and some right. things and all that. Yep. Uh, because why? Because we're passionate <clears throat> about the NFL and about the Giants, right? Yep, 100%. Um, so, uh, you know, to be able to reach out and talk to somebody like that and thank him, you know, because – me and you were doing a podcast. Thankfully, you know, thanking God that we're, we're healthy. Our right. families are healthy. Yep. But there's a guy that's battling. And I mean battling hard yeah. right now as we speak. Um, and to make his – you know, and to talk to him about Giants football and all that crap, um, it was really a good moment, Jerry, you know? It really was. Yeah, and it's um, like I said, man, we, we have a good time with this. And we started doing this because it was fun. And we just said it's another way to reach, you know, not just the people who subscribe to the newspaper, but reach, you know, the, the, the 21st century, if you will. I didn't know what a, we didn't know what a podcast was two years ago. And to have this kind of impact, man, it is incredible. What a great feeling. So, you know what, Rich, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And one day, God willing, we're going to meet at uh, MetLife Stadium for a beer or a, a water, whatever you want to drink, man. And uh, we're <laughs> yeah. going to toast to the Giants and, and uh, see a game. All right, buddy? So. Yep. Yep. All right, pal. Um, a lot of action over the last week. Like, we, we finished the podcast, and uh, that night the Giants signed. Uh, some people asked if he was the right tackle of the future. <laughs> I don't think he is. He's a swing tackle. But uh, they mm -hmm. signed uh, the, the right tackle from Dallas. I didn't know. Uh, I know you had some opinions on him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since we last spoke, um, I thought it was a good move. Got a woman out and signed Cam Cameron Fleming. You know, yep. a guy with experience. Played for New England for years. Yeah. Played the last two years, um, you know, with Jason Garrett, under Jason Garrett in Dallas. A guy could give you some snaps. All right? He's going to give you quality snaps if he has to come in. He's started games for Dallas due to injuries up front with them. Yep. Um, Mark, Mark Colombo was his offensive line coach in Dallas. Mark Colombo is now with us. I, and uh, I, I keep, and, just so you know, I keep forgetting that, by the way. Like, I, I, I don't know why. He's been, it's such a good hire. And I, for some reason, I keep forgetting about Mark Colombo. So there's, there's that connection there as well. That's a good point. Right. Um, so Fleming is a guy 
I like to call him a quality snap guy. Uh, and you might be like, all right, Chris, you know, what's that mean? Okay. It's a guy that comes in, Jerry, <clears throat> off the sideline. If one of you, if like say, uh, say for instance, Solar and our draft and the Giants go a tackle at four and that kid's playing right tackle, one of them goes down. So I call him a quality snap guy. And what I mean by that is a guy comes off the sideline and doesn't make a buffoon out of himself. Okay? Right. If he has to go in for Solar or left tackle, he plays well. He gives you quality snaps. Right. That doesn't mean he comes in and pulls an Eric Flowers and gets beat three straight times by a Ziggy Anash. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you understand what I'm getting at? Yes. This guy, it's a guy who could hold the position. He could play some quality snaps, quality football. Now, is he a starter right now? And I even wrote that, you know, in the article um, uh, that I just, you know, putting together for the for the next issue of the paper, Jerry. Right now, he's penciled in as a starter, right tackle. Now, to me, if he's a starter right tackle come September, not a good sign. Right. Now, would it be the worst thing? No. But I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for the, what I expect is the number four pick or five or six, whatever, whatever Gettleman does, will be that rookie right tackle. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, or, or, Jerry, or if he goes, <laughs> he doesn't go tackle first round, he goes tackle second round, maybe the kid doesn't start right away, whatever. You got Nick Gates who's going to compete. And he's going to battle hard to be that right tackle come training camp. By the okay? way, by the way, so, by the way, because lots of chatter today on that on that pick. If you didn't notice on Twitter, back and forth, about a, yeah, three hundred responses I think to that. So anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, oh, to what to the tweet about uh, what Gettleman is going to do? <laughs> yes. Okay, I didn't even see that, Jerry. Really? Okay. The, the, um, I think this was one of those ones where the responses almost outweighed the likes. Like this okay. was there were hundreds of responses. Because I tell you why, Jerry. Could want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, well, go ahead. Because, you know, I'm sitting here this morning, and I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, about the last two seasons. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm saying to myself, all right, I think Gettleman's going to go tackle. And I still do. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then you think about 2018, and the Giants scored the most points in the NFC East. Right. Right? And you say to yourself, okay, not that they were a powerhouse offense, but they did score some points. With Eli, taught, you know, last six, seven games, and the defense couldn't get a stop. Okay? Right. Right? Last year, defense not good again. So Gettleman goes out, he signs a Blake Martinez, he signs a Kyle Fackrell. Um, <coughs> excuse me, he's drafting guys, he's trying to do some things. Don't, don't, by the way, don't count Golden out of this picture yet either. Mm. Okay? Right. Um, for I understand, still, still a lot of interest, Giants with Golden, it seems like they're, Hoping the number comes down. Good. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. So, and then you look at the kid like Isaiah Simmons, right, Jerry? Yep. And you say, man, what does Gettleman do? Does Gettleman say, okay, I'm going to go for the tackle in the second round? I'll, you know, it's pretty deep. I know the big four are going to be gone and all that. But, man, I need this impact defensive player. And guess what? Our defense has been more of a problem than the offense, right? And I'm going to go with the defense. Right. Jerry, it could happen, my man. Right. It could happen. Don't you, you know what I mean? Personally, me and you were on the same page. We think he's still going to go with the tackle, and he might, right? Yep. That's our opinion. But would it surprise you if he goes with that huge impact player with Simmons? No, it won't, right? So that's why yeah. I threw that out there. Why, uh, excuse me, Jerry. One second. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah. That's, why, that's, why, that's why I threw that out there. It's like, okay, 
you know, we need that tackle. Don't get me wrong. We need that tackle, right? But look at the defense the last few years, and, man, this kid Simmons is a generational talent. Do you pass – if he's available, don't get me wrong, if he's there for, right? Right. Man, do you pass up on this kid who could make a huge impact on his defense? That's all I was getting at, man. I, and I guess a lot of people had their opinions on it. But, man, it's a tough choice. Tough call for Gettleman. It is tough, and I think 50-50 – we're linebacker, we're, we're Simmons versus a tackle, right? And it's not going to be, I'm not going to be mad at whatever they do. I, I really, I'm, I swear to you, I'm not. I, I agree. But, but I struggle with it. And I, what I struggle with also is this, is Simmons that much better a linebacker? I know he's great, but is he that much better a linebacker than say Tristan Wirfs is a right tackle? I'm only asking because it seems like people kind of poo-poo the talent at the tackle position for these four guys. They're like, well, they're good, but they're not Isaiah Simmons. And maybe, maybe they're not, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's Lawrence Taylor um, versus Tristan Wirfs. I think it's an excellent, excellent linebacker who could be great. But I just, I just question if his talent at linebacker is that much better than the tackles. That's all. Now I do. I confess. I want him as well, Chris, but I'm not going to be mad if they take an offensive tackle However, my real dream is to trade down. We've talked about this, but I'm with you. I want Simmons if he's there. Jerry, I'm with you too, man. Yeah. I'm not changing my opinion. I want him too. Right. I just we just think they're gonna go tackle. Exactly. You know? Yep. And then, you know, you're talking about that, Jerry. You're just bringing up the top four, right? These these big four kids tackle wise, right? Right. And then and then Jumbo Elliott. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course, the former great tackle. He tweets at us today. Hey, he goes, I'm not that impressed with the, with that big four. Don't take it. Take a tackle in the second round and basically go with Simmons, right? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, and and right. somebody somebody responded. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, you're asking Jumbo Elliott what he wants to do? LOL. And I thought, well, Jumbo Elliott just said he wants the linebacker. What? What? what, what well, I mean, not for nothing. Um, I think uh, I would go – if Jumbo looks like he's looked at these four kids and he's saying, ah, go with a tackle in the second round. Like, he's not that impressed with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, what, what Jumbo – listen, I'm sure he's impressed that he likes them, but what Jumbo's trying to say that it's not um, uh, Tony um, – Anthony Munoz. Oh, yeah. Tony yeah thank you, Jerry. How, how did you read – yeah, all Paselli. How did you read my mind, though? It was Munoz. That's the guy I was thinking about. <laughs> How'd you read my, how the hell did you read my mind that I'm, way? I'm, I'm the rain man, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you are. So, Jerry, so I think what Jumbo was trying to – say is that it's not Anthony Munoz coming out, folks. Relax. Right. Um, so if that big impact linebacker you feel that like who's going to make a big difference, if he's there, go with him. That's what Jumbo was saying. Right? Right. So, uh, you know, listen, I, I still think they're going to, they need a tackle. I still think, I still think they're going to go tackle, but we'll see, man, because it's a tough call for Gettleman, man. It really is. Because if they don't trade down, uh, or even if they trade down to, and Simmons is there, Right, which he is going to be if they, right? Yes. Uh, you figured the four and five is going to go quarterback. Um, you say to yourself, "Wow, pass up on this kid," right? Yeah, that's, and I don't get, I don't get tired it's of over my about, pay grade, Jerry. Yeah, I don't get tired of talking about it at all. Like I love this. What are they going to do? Um, you know, different possibilities. What's the right move? What's the wrong move? Like, mm-hmm. I, I will never get tired of talking about this until the draft actually happens. So. You guys can keep yeah. talking about it on Twitter all you want. We'll respond. But just, you know, if you ask that question tonight, we've kind of answered it already. I know there were a lot of questions about Simmons versus offensive tackle. Here's our official position, and, and we agree on this. We want Simmons, but if they take a tackle, we're not going to be upset about it. 
and we think they're going tackle. That's the official position. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that that's all. That, that doesn't mean they're not going to go Simmons if he's there, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we just think they're going to do that. But I, I found that I found that interesting, Jerry, that Jumbo said that, right? Because usually Jumbo says something, Elliot, Jumbo Elliot says something like that. He's kind of looked at these kids, probably looked at them. He, know, he watches college football, so he probably saw them in college football. Yeah. He looked at the combine, and he's like, okay, they're, they're good. But if there's an impact kid – kid like Simmons go with him and go with somebody else in the second round get a tackle in the second round right yeah and I I was I was surprised by that a little because of of his position right it's like a if you ask a former quarterback who do you want and they'd say oh we'll take a quarterback because you know they're just partial (laughs) to the position position they played and and we've talked about this like a left tackle on offense is the the second most important position you you need Uh, you need somebody uh, protecting the blind side so, look, man, uh, Simmons is excellent. I, I know. Thank you all for the videos you guys send us all the time of, of Simmons. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We want Simmons, but we believe they're taking one of the offensive tackles. I don't know if I have a preference for the tackles. I think Tristan Wirfs makes the most sense because he's a right tackle, and we need that. I, I know the argument is they need to replace Nate Solder. That's not going to happen this year unless they move Solder to right tackle. Um, Fleming coming over, he's, he's nice to fill in. Uh, we don't know what we're doing with Nick Gates yet. So there are some possibilities. I get it. But for me, Tristan Wirfs makes the most sense if they're going to go tackle just because you can slide him right in. He's a plug-and-play guy on day one. So, Yeah, yeah. Uh, could be worse. Listen, Jerry, uh, like we've talked about it before. I wouldn't be disappointed at any of the four they take. Right. Okay? Yep. It's not like they t- if they took Andrew Thomas, I wouldn't sit here and say, oh, oh, my God, what the hell are they doing taking that kid? You know, well, he's well, there, there's, no. a guy, there's a guy, Chris, that, that people rank him either – like third prospect overall or 20th. I've seen him all mm-hmm. over the board in the first round. Yeah. And it's, I've never seen that before. And maybe it's because of the plethora of other left tackles that are available, but mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy rise and fall in the, th- in the first round like that at such a key mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. So, and the kid, and the kid that has really risen is Beckton. Yeah, yes. Yep. I mean, I, I listen, I had him down as number one and I still think the giants that they go tackle might take him. I, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they don't like him. They think he's going to be an Eric Tom, uh, Eric uh, Flowers, no. you know, and all that stuff. Um, I happen to like him a lot. I liked him at Louisville, what he did his last year. Last year, obviously, had a dy- dynamite combine. Um, he seems to be a kid that's really, really coming on. Um, and it'd be interesting. I, Jerry, if they go tackle with the number, number four or five pick, whatever it might be, I'm going to stick to it. That's going to be back then. I could obviously I could be dead wrong. I'm just saying I'm going to stick to back then. Yeah. A lot of other people tend to agree with me. A lot of people, a lot of people disagree with me. They think, oh no way, it's going to be Willis. It's going to be worth. So, you know, we'll see. It's a it's a great argument, right? It's a nice argument to have. Yeah. Um. And um. But you know what, Jerry? As we speak, Gettleman and Judge could be watching this kid Simmons, right? And Gettleman. They might be like, hey, this kid is a Saquon Barkley talent. Now, what I mean by that is that they consider him a generational talent, right? Right, right, right. And they're gonna be like, and they're gonna be like, well, we'll figure this tackle thing out in the second round, or we'll, you know, we really like this Gates kid, or we could, we could plug Fleming in for a year, but we can't pass up on this guy. You know what I mean? Right, right. We don't know. The point is, Jerry, we don't know. We're, I'm not sitting there with Gelman, okay? I don't know. We don't know what Gettleman, Judge, Jason, Garrett, Patrick Graham, when they're looking at this kid, we don't know exactly what they're thinking, right? Yeah. So we'll see, bud. It's under a month away, and it looks like the draft's going to go on uh, on time. 
Um, uh, so we'll see, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, fascinating, you know, with the Giants still. Yeah, before before um before we get to that, I, I actually want to I want to talk about an idea Adam Schefter had today, which I thought was not buffoonish. I thought it was a pretty good one. But everybody, you're listening to the Giant Insider podcast with Chris Bizignano, the beat writer, of the Giant Insider, and Jerry Foley. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a host of other platforms as well. Adam Schefter today tweeted something. I thought it was pretty good. Now, Adam Schefter's a fountain of information, but he never he doesn't put his opinion out there that often. But he suggested right. the draft be seven days of one round each day this year. And I thought to myself, that's not a terrible idea. I kind of thought that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I guess you um, did. I, I honestly, Jerry, this is the first time I'm hearing about his tweet. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going with that. <laughs> That's kind of rough. Dude, um, that was funny. You go, did you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um, Jerry, I, uh, I don't know if I'm going with that. But listen, during these times, right, what we're going through, yeah. Would that be the worst idea? No, it wouldn't, no, right? Because no, there's, wouldn't. there's no other sports going on. So guess what? The NFL could probably pull it off this year yeah, if the they N- wanted the to N- do that. The NFL is going full steam ahead with everything. You know, it's like, you know, damn the torpedoes. We're, we're doing free agency. The draft is going to be on time. And <laughs> damn it, September comes. We're starting opening day. Like, they're like, thank you, everyone. Yeah. All the other sports, you can wait. I mean, it's easier for the NFL to do it. But it's just funny. The attitude yeah. with the NFL is... I mean, like I said, man, Goodell has made a lot of bad decisions. I think this is a pretty good one. I think going forward, being the distraction for everybody, uh, when it's really not putting people's lives in danger, it's just they have the draft privately. It is what it is. You watch it on TV. So I like what they're doing myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with it at all. I, I, Jerry, if they did that one, one round a day, hey, you know, that wouldn't be the worst thing now considering the times, right? There's no sports going on. Basically, everybody's still on lockdown. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm sorry, Jerry. On April 23rd, basically, everybody's still going to be on lockdown, yeah. right? It gives somebody something to talk about, watch each night. Not the worst. You know, listen, Adam Schefter's a bright guy, man. So that's not the worst. That's not the worst thing I've heard, man. Not at all. All right, dude. So they got more uh, free agents as well. Nate Ebner. Um, what, what can you tell me mm-hmm. about him? Uh, I, I, we, Special we, teams that, demon. That was, that was yeah. the tweet where we both commented, hey, the Giants got Nate Ebner. <laughs> I got a tweet from Chris. Yeah, can you clear those tweets with me first? Thanks, Jer. Appreciate that. So that was my fault. So No, 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 no. That, what the hell are you even bring that up for? <laughs> it was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. Um, listen, uh, the Giants go out and they lose Antonio Hamilton. Yeah. Um, to the Bengals, I believe, right? Well, the I, Bengals. Well, I, I thought they were going to re-sign for special teams. I was a little surprised by that. Right. So they bring in. So Judge brings in his guy. Yep. Right. Nate Ebner. I was. Um, they re-signed Matthew Slater up in New England, and yes. I guess they didn't want to bring both back. Anyway, uh, special teams guy, excellent special teams guy. Um, so that's not a surprise. Uh, you know, you're going to have Ebner. You're going to have Cody Core, who they re-signed, right, to a two-year deal, Jerry? Yep, another guy we um, liked on special teams, and he was, the, right. he was the, the best coverage guy on the team last year. Right, um, led the team with six special teams tackles. Um, Edna has had, I believe, 10, double, uh, 10 or more tackles, special teams tackles, six out of his eight years, okay? Um, so, you, you know, the Giants special teams were good last year, Jerry. They were good. Chris, we cut, right. so, we cut someone last year. Right before we signed Cody Core, and I remember tweeting about it, like, "Oh, I guess this guy was no good. He returned a punt. 
and I was pissed off. I forget who it was. And you're like, when he, maybe you could give Cody Core a chance. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And Cody Core turned out to be our best coverage guy. I forget who we cut. We cut a wide receiver. And at the last second, it was like, yeah. we thought it was going to be one of those, like, <laughs> like get him and show him moves. Where we're like, who the hell is this yeah. guy? Why are we bringing this guy yeah. in? And it turned out. Yeah, it, was that tall, it was that tall kid. I forget his name uh, now. Yeah, I know so, you're talking about. Anyway. Um, but it was like, I remember you were like, oh, what the hell are we doing? Cody Core. And then he made like a good special tease play the first game. And I remember, te- I remember texting you, uh, Jerry, remember Cody Core? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> but no, listen, we're just kidding around. But, but you know, Cody Core uh, was excellent for the Giants last year. Special teams. Edna is a special teams guy. Um, he's not going to be at safety or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so that was one. Uh, that was a good signing, Jerry. Um uh, the old rugby player that he was, he, he he played well for the New England Judge. Obviously, knows and played for him eight years up there. So, um, listen, McGay he had a really good special teams unit last year, coverage wise, right? Yes. Um, now another guy the Giants brought back, a little bit of a surprise to me, but they did bring him back for another year was Corey Coleman. Yeah, I I predicted they would in the Insider, but I was not confident with it. It was like. Uh... He showed enough in the return game to do it, and I'm glad for him because I thought he, you know, he had such a bad break with the ACL tear last year. But I was surprised with you. Like, I was 51-49 on bringing him back. So oh, I, was, a good I was pretty surprised. You. Yeah. Well, you wrote the article then. That was a good call A good call by you. Yeah. Um, That you thought they would bring him back, uh, basically leaning towards bringing him back, and he did. Yeah. Now, Coleman's going to come in here, and he's going to, you know, he's an outside receiver, and he'll compete you know, over there, try to get some snaps to make the team. And he's going to return kickoffs. And that's where he's probably going to make the team, Jerry, special teams returning kickoffs. He did a pretty good job for the Giants, Yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. I, I know he, he goes out last year, and I believe it was the first day of training camp, if yep. I remember right. He, yep. he blows out his knee. Right. You know what? It was funny, Jerry. It was right in front of me too, man. Yeah. I remember he went down, and he grabbed his knee, and I was like, oh, God. He's... Actually, no, Jerry. He actually got up, walked off the field, and then the next thing you know, he was out for the year. I was thinking of somebody else who blew out their Achilles leg. Uh, and then he walked up the field. The next thing you know, he's done. You know, so. Chris, Chris um, a question real quick. Does the fan in you still yell out things like, here we go? Like when you get that news in the press conference or, you know, like how hard is it for you to hold that back? Because that'd be my biggest problem. Like you see a guy go down and you're like, here we go. Like it's for everything. Everybody read that article that he went you know down what? and tweeted. Like, ah, here we go. Here it is again. You know what, Jerry? It was like it was disappointment for the kid Coleman, right? Because right, he played right. pretty yeah. good for the Giants in 2018, right? Yeah. So now here we are, the first day of camp. It's hot as hell. Everybody's excited. Oh, let's see what we're doing out there, right? Yeah. And the poor kid goes down. Yeah. And he walks off the side, and then a little while later, you know, the PR guy walks by and says, "Yeah, it looks like Coleman's ACL," you know. Yeah. And and we were just like, basically, Jerry, we just shook our heads like in disappointment, like, "Oh man, are you kidding me? This kid, the first day of camp, you know?" Right. And he was, you know, he was battling to make the squad and all that, and and Coleman goes down, and it was, it was, you know, Jerry, I I've seen it now, you know, numerous times. Guys get hurt in practice in camp, and, and when you see them walk off the field or they, or they helped off the field, and you just know, you just know it's all bad. Like like what happened with Olivier Vernon a couple of years ago, Jerry. He, you know, he he left on a cart, and it was like, oh my god, you know. Right. It's just like disappointment. It's just like wow, that sucks, you know, like that type deal, you know. So. Yeah. They also had a signing, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, and it was one of those signings that, again, half the Giant fans were happy. You were pretty happy. I liked it. And then a lot of fans thought it was a garbage signing. I don't know why they're thinking that in Deion Lewis. 
Yeah, because he's up there. Um, listen, a lot of people looked at him last year. Well, what did he do for Tennessee? He was phased out. Well, he was phased out because of Derrick Henry. He had the best running back, the best power back in the league ahead of him. You know, Tennessee was pounding the ball last year, and that's not Deion Lewis's thing. Okay, right. uh, he'll, now he's a rugged little, he's a rugged guy for his size. He'll give you some yards. But he was kind of phased out because, you know, Derrick Henry was the show. He was the man, okay? Right. Um, so that's what happened. So, listen, folks, just because these guys are signed one-year deal, even a two-year deal, as we'll talk about with this XFL guy, okay? <laughs> that, doesn't, that, doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean they're making a roster, right? right? They're just, you know, they're competing for a job with 90 other guys at the beginning of camp. That's all. That's all it means, yeah. you know? So I know a lot of people like they see this XFL kid and it's like, oh, well, two years he's gonna, oh, he's gonna make the team. He's gonna be a slot corner. Uh, relax, you, you know, they're gonna be competing. Doesn't mean they're not gonna get caught, right? So Deion Lewis, what does he give the Giants, Jerry? He's gonna give them. Um, he'll give you some tough. Uh, I'm sorry. He'll give you some. He'll give you some yards on the ground they need. But he's a receiving back. I, I think everybody saw that in New England, how how much he could hurt you out of the backfield, right? Yeah, I mean, we have Saquon Barkley ahead of him. Like, this was – the backup running back, guys, is not one that I get mad about in free agency. I mean, look, I, it probably means the end of Wayne Gallman. We don't know, and, and you'd like to think that he has a clean slate with uh, with Judge, but it's probably the end of Wayne Gallman. But, you know, when they signed Deion Lewis, oh, okay, cool, all right. There's a veteran. He's he's good out of the backfield. I'm not looking for him to be a starter. So this is a quality signing. I thought. I don't know why people got mad about it. I mean, if you, if a, if a guy like Lewis comes in, and gives you two three series, it's all you're basically looking for, right? Two series a game to give Saquon a blow, right? Three tops, sort of. You know, he could come in and he could do some things for you. You know, he's a smart veteran, man. You know, um, so listen. Um, We'll see what happens. You know, uh, obviously that's another you know a familiar guy with Judge, right? Right. And doesn't mean this doesn't mean he has a job locked down, but he's going to come into camp as a veteran, and he's going to see, you know, he's going to show everybody what he has, you know. Yeah. And now it's going to be up to Jason Garrett to utilize this guy, right? Yeah. Something. I, listen, we talked about this to a blue in the face with Sharma. He never utilized Barkley right in the passing game. Even and don't though, give me that crap. Even, even though I heard, that a crap. Lot, I heard a lot about wheel routes. I heard a lot about wheel routes yeah. in practice. Right. <laughs> right. And don't give me that crap. He had 90 catches two years ago, whatever the hell it was. Okay. That's not properly utilized. He wasn't properly utilized in the pass game. There's a difference between check down receptions and go route, uh, excuse me, wheel routes and choice routes and all that stuff. Okay. Right. So, Jerry, we'll see what Lewis gives us. Um, do you listen? I I have no problem with the signing. Bring him in here. He's a versatile back. Let's see, let's see what he got. You right. know. I agree. If it doesn't work out, it's not killing it. Cap. Yeah, no, it's nothing. It's a it's a right? nothing move. It's a nothing move. It, it's, it's it's nothing but upside. It's, like, it's a bunch of it's like a bunch of you know foamers and, and spitters here. <laughs> foamers and spitters. <laughs> People are foaming and spinning out. Blah, 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 Like you talk to some people, and we'll get into it now because we're going to lead that foamers and spitters, as as a friend of ours likes to say, right, Jerry? That's foamers t-shirt. And that's t-shirt material. Oh my god, foamers and spitters. You know, when people, what I mean by that, folks, is that is that they're trying to get the words out so quick how much they hate a guy, how much they want to get rid of him, that spit all over you. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. Which leads us to what, Jerry? Let's get into it. Well, Lennon wait, Williams. Wait, wait, there's one more guy that we, we signed oh, one so more guy that people are up on. We gave him a two year deal. 
Uh, yeah. Drayvon Eskew Henry, Revis, Revis Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they saw this, something in his kidney XFL. He played, he played for the Guardians. They bring him over on a two-year deal. If he gets cut, it's not a big deal. Uh, they're gonna look at him to play slot. He plays a little. He plays safety at West Virginia. Uh, we'll see. Now, folks, he's a body in camp. They're gonna hope they hit a little luck, a little gold here, right? With this kid, right? Am I expecting him to be on a roster come September? No, I'm not. Yeah, you know, he was in Pittsburgh's camp last year. They got rid of him. He's playing in the XFL. We'll see if the Giants maybe got a little lucky, bring him in. He could, you know, he could do some things. But I'm, I'm not looking at him and saying, "Oh, there we go, we got our slot guy." I mean, no, no way. All right, so we'll see what the kid is. I couldn't tell you much about him at all. I don't even know the, who the hell he is. Well, all yeah, I know is he played that's for. Got, that's got Kareem Martin written all over it, buddy. For me. <laughs> well, he, well, the, the dude was in the NFL. He was in the XFL. No, I know. And, you know, if, if you don't know him, I don't know. I can't get too excited about it. <laughs> So we'll see what the kid, you know, hopefully the kid come over here and do some things, but I'll, it's not somebody I'm looking at. Okay. We got our slot guy. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. So I interrupted you. Um, the biggest foaming and spitting subject <laughs> regard on the giants is obviously Leonard Williams. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Now listen, folks, there's so much, so many people with the anti Leonard Williams, a lot of foamers and spitters out there. Trying, you know, trying to get it out quickly to how much they can't stand this move. Okay, I, I get it. I understand why a lot of people don't like it. Okay, but he's a giant, Jerry. Right. He's a giant. He's going to be a giant in 2020 and beyond, unless something they just can't negotiate, they can't work out a contract, and he walks next year. Right. Right. The Giants do not want to go into 2020 with a 16.1 cap hit for Leonard Williams. They don't want it. Right. Leonard Williams doesn't even want a one year. He does, he's not happy with the franchise. He's happy with the 16 million. He's not happy with the franchise tag. They'll work it out. Negotiations are going on. They'll probably get a three or four year deal and that cap number is going to be knocked down. Now, the point is this, Mr. Foley. Yes. He's a giant, folks. So what I'm saying is that guess what? We've got to look at it and go, okay, what is Leonard Williams going to do for us? Because he's not going anywhere. No matter how many people, you know, no matter how many foamers and spitters out there want to go wild with the Leonard Williams signing because they hate it, he is a giant. And he will be a giant in 2020 unless something drastically happens. Okay? Yeah. Um, point is, folks, you got to look at him and go, okay, I don't like the guy. I don't think he's worth the third round pick, and that's your opinion, man. We weren't happy with it either, right, Jerry? No, we weren't. But it's but it happens. Hey, let's look at it and look at it like this. Okay, what's Lenny going to give us? I tell you, he's a good football player. No matter how much you might hate the trade and might whatever you know, he's a good football player. What he's going to do is going to get you those pressures. He's going to get you those hits, and hopefully, although he's never really shown it in his five years, <laughs> he could get you some sacks. Right. Okay. All right. What else is he going to do, Leonard Williams, Jerry? We all know he's going to play the run well. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's, going that to... is that is indisputable that the Giants' defense got much better against the run when he came over. So, if nothing else, he's excellent against the run and made people around him better against the run. Right. And he's going to take up blockers. Okay. Right. He's going to take up block. He's going to take up gaps. He'll throw you some five technique. He'll try to rush that pass. Yes, He's going to. Make him and Dexter Lawrence are going to elevate Blake Martinez even more to roam, to read, to fill gaps, 
and make even more tackles than than 149 he made last year. Whatever the hell Martinez, right around there. Okay. Right. By the way, folks. By the way, folks. Trust me on this one. You're gonna love Blake Martinez. Okay. So Leonard Williams is gonna do a lot. And but the point is, we have to accept it now. I know. I know a lot of people can't stand it. They hate the thought of Leonard Williams because get him and give up a three form, right? Right. But he's a giant, Jerry. And right. now you got to hope. What the point is? Okay, Leonard. Maybe I can't stand you being on the Giants because the get him and give up a third. But Leonard, what are you going to do for the Giants? And this is what he's, that's what he's going to do for you. If he gets you four or five sacks next year, wow, right? Because yeah. he hasn't really shown that ability. But he's going to get pressure in the pocket. He will do that, and he's going to play the run well. He's going to take up blockers for Martinez and Ryan Connolly and Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> maybe even Isaiah Simmons, right, Jerry? Oh, that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. So um, that's it, folks. I, I hate. It. I know people don't like it, but the reality is, Lennon Williams is a giant. So that's the way it is. Chris, I got a question for you. If they renegotiate him sooner than later, uh, is the likelihood that Marcus Golden comes back quicker? Uh, is that is that what they're waiting on? Do you think that that one affects the other, or they are just waiting for Golden's number to come down? Listen, it, it could because that comes down. You can maybe have a little more money, and we'll see how, if they could work Golden. It's, it's all a matter of if they could work it in money-wise, right? Yeah. So, listen, Jerry, I know for a fact there's interest between both parties, Golden right. and the Giants. Right. Now, I see Sue, he's not an edge guy, but Sue resigned for one year. It's going to be like, you know, Golden might be looking at another one-year deal, Jerry. It was what, one year, $8 million, I think, Sue, right? Sue got one year, $8 million, he's back with Tampa. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. See, some guys that are signing one-year deals, you know? Um, so the way it's going for Golden, it might be a one-year deal, again, with another team, maybe even the Giants. See how he does, you know, and then maybe he could hit it, but... I think he thought he was going to get a three years something, you know, a lot of money deal, and it didn't work out for him. Sort of like that guy Clowney, <laughs> who's still out there. Yeah, the dream right? lives until he signs. The dream lives on. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see, man. Uh, would it shock me if Golden wound up with the Giants again? Um, no, it wouldn't because the market, he's not getting what he thought he was going to get in the market, Jerry. So, yeah, at this point I'm expecting it. It's funny, man. A lot of, uh, a lot of friends of mine who are like, Hey, you know, text me, Hey, what's Chris hearing about golden? It's like, he's popular. Like I said, man, he's a popular giant. People realize the year he had last year, 10 sacks. It was all we had really, especially in the, the pass rush game. He was the best defender on the team. Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's comic, not comical, but it's interesting, I guess, to say how much people want him back and, and, you know, the, the messages I get, like, what's Chris here? And we want him back, man. So Golden's a popular player. And like I said, if they renegotiate uh, Leonard Williams, then I, um, until Clowney signs somewhere else, uh, I, the dream lives on for me, buddy. I am, I am still on board the Clowney oh. Express. But I'll take Golden. Yeah. I like Golden. I like Marcus Golden. So, so Folks, you got to remember, Joe Judge is the head coach of the Giants. We all know he came from New England. New England loved to do that with they're free agents. Okay, go out, right? Yeah. Let's see what you what, let's see what you think you're worth. They did it with Jamie Collins years ago. Okay, they did it with Dante Hightower. They said, "Go out, go ahead." And Hightower wound up coming back to New England, but they did it with him too. They let him hit the market. Okay. They like to do that. Now, listen, I'm not saying George is running the whole show, and all. All I'm saying is that him and Gettleman are close. You know, if Gettleman's like, oh, you know, Golden, you know, okay. 
the idea is what I'm saying, Jerry, is that okay, let him hit the market. Let me see. Let's see what he gets. Let's see what he thinks he's going to get. And he's not out of the picture. You know, that's and why I'm saying don't be surprised. You bring up Go a good ahead. point, and because the, the, the Patriots and that team in Pennsylvania that's in our division, they seem the, to know. The oh, in our division. <laughs> they seem to know when their guys are done. Like they'll and they'll say, you know, go test the market. And the Patriots have done it mm-hmm. a number of times. I think they did it with Vrabel too with Kansas City. I don't know if that was a trade or they just let him walk. And Vrabel was one of the most popular guys on the team at the time. But the mm-hmm. Patriots are not afraid to let guys walk and say, all right, let's see what you're worth. And they seem to know when their guys are done. So, yeah, and, and not that you're saying that Golden's done. It's just no, the no, idea no. here is that they, like, like when Hightower hit the market, he was he was in his prime. Right. But, they, you know, he thought he was going to get this amount of money. And Patriots like to say, you know, they, what they'd like to do up there, they let you hit the market. See if you, you know, if you get a ridiculous amount of money, hey, we're not going to pay that money, you know. Right, right. And then, okay, well, give us a call. Now Now the market's down. Now Golden's looking for work. Hey, give us a call when you get an offer. Give us a call. You know what I mean? Yep. And you'll see if that works like that. But um, that seems to be what's going on with Golden. It's like, all right, we don't know yet. You know, now he's walking. Let's see what he's going to wind up getting. Can he wind up coming back to the Giants in a one-year, eight million dollar deal, or something, a seven million dollar deal, whatever? What did he get? Four last year, Jerry, or three, whatever it was. And I thought it was four. Um, I think it was four. All right, so could he come back at a one-year, seven, eight, maybe? You could, you, you move around contracts, you make it. Trust me, you could always make it work with the cap. Okay. Yeah, you I could think the always Giants make it work with the right now. They have between ten and fifteen, and I think they Gettleman wanted to go into the draft with ten, so they're right around that range. If they redo. Leonard Williams, then they'll have the cap space to bring him in on, say, a one-year deal for about yeah. $8 million, So, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and um, you listen, Jerry, you could always move numbers around with the cap. It happens every year with teams, okay? Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what winds up. They might feel like, you know, they got X-Man, Lorenzo, and they got, you know, Fackrell over there. Um, but if Golden's at a price that they could come to an agreement with, guess what, folks? You might see Marcus Golden's a giant again in 2020. All right, everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bisignano and Jerry Foley, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a number of other platforms. Buddy, I sent out a tweet today about questions. We got 96 responses. That may be the most ever. I was, I was within two hours, I think we had 80. So, uh, like I say, all the time, a lot of the same folks, some, some new folks. Any question that you have about Leonard Williams, about whether it's going to be an offensive tackle or Simmons, we kind of answered that already. So I will try and ask questions that we did not answer already. The first one I have is from Joey Z. Chris, uh, Joey Z at Molten Center 81. How does this stoppage affect player evaluations if there are no pro days? Is there enough to work with from tape and combine results, Chris? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to have to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's nothing else. There's no choice, right? There's no choice. They, you know, you're going to have to really go over these kids' college film, right? Their combines and all that, man. And you got to make it an evaluation. Hey, it's big boy time. You can't go to pro day now, watch them throw a little bit, all that. Listen, this is the way it is. So it used to be back in the day. There was no pro, pro, pro days back in the day, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, this is where you get paid the big – hey, Jerry – this is what these scouts and, and, and Gettleman and all that, this is what they get paid the big bucks for, right? Yeah, you're right. So there you go. You have no choice. You got to make your evaluations. 
Rob Cosis at Rob underscore K underscore Junior. Looking at the draft order, I can't see any trade back scenarios using the draft spot points calculation chart. What do you guys see as a potential trade? Hashtag buffoon crew. Rob, I look at this all the time. I keep staring at the Dolphins and the Raiders. I know they don't want to trade back to 12 and 18, 12 and 19 with the four because you are giving up a lot of, I guess if you have a point system, you're going to give up a lot of points. I just keep looking at the Dolphins. They're five. And they are uh, they're 18 as well, and they are I believe 20. They're in uh, 26, right? So look, the Dolphins are the team you want to trade back with probably if you want something else in the first round. Like I said, man, I'm fine with a trade back to the Dolphins or the Chargers than getting that third round pick back. That way, if you trade back one, you're still going to get the guy you want because they're going to go quarterback. You just got to hope that the Dolphins don't trade up with the Lions. But that's the that's the team I'm looking at as far as what makes the most sense. It's got to be the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, they got the picks, man. I would think so. You know, I would think so. I agree with you, man. Uh, would we uh, some? I'm sorry, from Fuzz at Run Saquon Run. <laughs> would you? Would we trade anything for Trent Williams, Chris? Would is he worth it? And what would we give up? Nah, nah. Well, the Redskins wanted two. You know, I think they're starting to realize they're not getting that now either. You know, but you know what, Jerry? This is a guy who didn't play all year. He's 31 now. Um, no, I would not. I mean, I would not. I mean, unless it was a, you know, unless the Redskins came down to a 4 or 5, uh, which I don't think they're going to do. You know, it doesn't look like they're going to release him either. I don't know what the hell they're doing in Washington, but they're not going to get, they're not getting what they thought they were going to get for him, Jerry. Right. You know, not even the Jets are biting on that. And the Jets need to tackle bad, you know. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up a two for Trent Williams. Um, I, I just not sure what he's going to be when he comes back, and I would not do that. <laughs> I got to read this one, Dan Houseman at D House. On a scale of finding twenty dollars in your jacket to hitting the Mega Millions, how much hope does Jerry have with the that the Giants will still get to Devion Clowney? I'm I'm at a solid <laughs> Mets pitcher never needing Tommy John surgery. Yeah, dude, it's a twenty dollars <laughs> in the jacket. I mean, it's uh, you know, come on, it's I don't think it's going to happen. Bruce Walton, hmm. uh, thank you for the kind words. I uh, really appreciate that. Not going to read it because we answered the Dion Lewis question already. Uh, Chris, your boy, Frank Seato, at Frank Seato. Which unheralded free agent signing will turn out to be the best of the lot? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag not a relative. Hashtag Simmons at number four. So are the, are the unheralded free agent signings, I guess you'd, you'd say Ebder. You'd say Fleming. Um, uh, you know, which one's going to be turn out? What's gonna, which one do you think is going to turn out to be the best one? Or the one that, I guess, intrigues you the most. Let's put it that way. The one that intrigues me the most is the XFL. No, uh, the one that intrigues me the most is Kyla Fackrell. Is he, was he, is he considered unheld? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. One year okay. deal? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. He intrigues me the most, without question. Yeah. I think that he's a guy that could really supl- get some juice off that edge. He would. Good, good one. Um, Do you agree, or who, who would you think? I don't know. Um, I think. Well, I what like, kind of an I, answer is that? I like the. I like the sign. I, w- I would say Deion Lewis is unheralded. I like that signing. I think he's going to be the perfect complement to Saquon Barkley, especially out of the backfield. I, I like, so he I, intri- so he intrigues you the most. Yes. Yes, I would okay, say him. Cool. Yeah. All right. When I said I didn't know, I really couldn't make up my mind, so I, I made up my mind now. Now, my next question. I got a question for you because it <laughs> pertains to the person asking this next question. Chris, is it acceptable to have like pancakes for dinner or eggs? Or is that like breakfast food? What? I'm asking you a question because this person tweeted something yesterday. Is it, a- is it acceptable to have pancakes for dinner? Yeah, why not? All right, because I, I 
Okay, because Lisa at So Bad Six posted a picture of pancakes and said, "This is my dinner tonight." So I just wanted to see yes. where, where you stood. Oh, uh, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Lisa asked, "Do you, you think it's acceptable?" I don't care. Yes, I'm fine with it. But I know certain people who are like, "No, that's breakfast food. You can't have that." I don't. I don't think that's a rule. I, I'm fine with it. So. So Lisa. You asked, sure? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Because it sounds, it sounds like you're just going along for the ride right now. No, no, no. I, I know people who say that's not acceptable dinner food. That's breakfast food. I think they're, you know, that's a little buffoonish to say that. So that's why I asked you. I wanted to make sure I was on the right side of the aisle with this one with Lisa and you. So Brooklyn Strong, baby. Do you think there is a real possibility that Ingram gets traded? I see it talked about so often, and I just wonder if you think there could be any truth to it. Chris, I'll let you take that one. Well, at least I could tell you this. It was definitely floated around the building last year at the trade deadline. That I could tell you, Lisa. Um, do I think it's going to happen now? I think it would have happened already, Lisa. I don't think it's going to happen now. I, I could be wrong. It could happen before the draft. You know, and all, you know, it could happen during the draft and all that. <clears throat> but I just don't think it's going to happen now. Plus, he's, his foot is still not healed yet, Jerry. Right. He's still questionable for training camp, so you can't even move him now. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Giants Carb Crush. Greetings, Jerry and Chris, with OTAs likely being canceled and minicamp in June being delayed or even canceled. Do you yeah. both think the NFL should add extra weeks of training camp and back the start of the season up to late September and have the Super Bowl the day before President's Day? Giants Carb Crush, I love that question because I think the NFL should move two weeks out anyway. And it's not just because... I, I know they, they compete with the Daytona 500, and I know that is a whole other group of fans who like that, like NASCAR, right? I, I, you know, you look at Super Bowl against a, a, an event like the Daytona 500, it's not as cut and dry. NASCAR guys are very, NASCAR men and women are very passionate. So you'd have to figure out what you're going to do about that. But I like the fact of moving it back aside from everything that's going on. I, I think there's not enough time between summer and the start of football season. I don't like that right after Labor Day, Boom, we go into football. I think we did a nice break. Everybody goes back to school. It seems like we get back to normal with everything. So regardless of what's going on now, I would love for the NFL to push back two weeks every year. That's just my take on that, Chris. I don't know how you feel about it. Okay. I'm I'm good the way it is now. As far as pushing training camp back because you missed the OTAs, no. Start training camp on time. You got three weeks to get ready for games. Uh, You got preseason games in three weeks. You got plenty. You got time. Chris, it's not a question, but I want to read this this compliment from Tony Thomas to you. At this time of crisis, the words and wisdom of uh, the words of wisdom, and especially the dulcet voice of Chris, is what we all need. The podcast should be broadcast on all tri-state radio stations several times a day, as well as down <laughs> here in Florida, where half the people are from New York, Connecticut, or New Jersey. Well done, Tony Thomas. That's great stuff. Um, Thank you, see. Tony Thomas. It's nice. I mean, that's that's ridiculous, right? That's awesome. Uh, Michelle Collins at M Collins 54. I believe Detroit will trade back. So do I, Michelle. With that said, do you think she's another, she's a, Michelle's another avid follower? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you think teams will yep. still want to trade up for Justin Herbert at four? If uh, so, if if Detroit trades back and it's it's Miami and they trade up and get um, Tua, say, will people still will teams still want to trade up to us and get uh, Justin Herbert? You think? And who's behind us? The Chargers, right? Well, yeah, but then Detroit would also be immediately behind us and waiting for mm. us to trade back and then take Isaiah Simmons anyway. So, you right. know what, Michelle, if that happens, I ain't trading back because I don't want to lose yeah, If there's a possibility of getting Simmons, I don't want to lose it. 
Right, I don't want to lose it then. <laughs> but yeah, I think people, I think teams would want to trade up and get uh, Justin Herbert because he'd be the last one of the, really the big three on the board. I know uh, there are teams that like Jordan Love, but it seems like yeah. those three, Justin Herbert being the other quarterback, uh, that are kind of setting themselves apart from everybody else. So, be interesting to see what New England does. Yes, it would. Yeah, because are they going to go with Jarrett Stidham? I, I I can't. I know they like him, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do. If they don't trade for Dalton and stuff like that, then you uh, you would figure they're in for a quarterback, no? Um, Colin Coward said they're waiting on Teddy Bridgewater. I think a couple days ago, or no, he said that about Carolina. He said that about. I think he said it better. Bridgewater's on Carolina. I know. He said it about a team, and he's like, they're waiting on Teddy Bridgewater. And I was like, oh, that's nice, Colin. He's already on a team. I forget who he did said. Somebody, <laughs> did somebody tell him that he signed a three-year deal with Carolina? I don't think they did. It was all over Twitter. There's a guy making all that money. Okay. Uh, I, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Total, complete buffoons on the, on the air. Making all that money. No, nothing. It's amazing. The real Frank the Tank. Good question. Guys, we desperately need more picks in the top 100. Obviously, a trade back would be the smart one. What would you realistically expect from a trade down? <clears throat> We've talked about it before, Frank. I mean, you know, it's how, how desperate is a team to move up to grab a quarterback or that player? I, I mean, Trubisky is the... I think teams are going to be gun shy after the Trubisky trade where the 49ers traded back one. And then I think that got a second, a third and another second. I, I think teams are going to be cognizant of that. I think if the giants trade down and got, you know, trade one spot down, say, then got an extra third. I think they should be ecstatic with that to get that pick. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be like a King's ransom kind of thing where, you know, they trade, unless they trade down to 12 and then get next year's first from somebody. But I don't think that's, that's going to be in the plan. So. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Here's a good question, John Osler at John Oz. Can a draft pick step in and start at center? Richburg started at guard because he was still learning the offense and NFL defenses. How likely is it that Pulley is our Week One starter? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. Good question, John. I'll let you take that first. Can a draft pick start at center? Absolutely. It happens. It happens a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John, I think that happened because they signed J.D. Walton in the offseason that year. So I think they force-fed Walton at center yeah. and then yeah. moved Richburg to guard where it wasn't his position and he struggled. So I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. I think if you draft the right center, I think they could come in uh, week one and start. And like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down on it. Uh, I think Listen, they draft a, a center in the second round. The answer, who's that, who asked that question, Jerry? John, John Osler. Okay, well, John. The Vikings and the Saints both did it this year. Oh, two, two draft picks, uh, uh, two, two draft picks started from day one at center. And the Saints kid, who I'm drawing a blank on his name, who was he played really well. McCoy, I think it was McCoy, and a and a, and a Bradbury kid. If I remember right, man, I'm so bad with names. The kid on the Vikings started off slow, and then he came on. He played. He finished the year strong. But to answer the question, John, yeah, without question, there's two of them this year did it. Uh, for for two playoff teams, the Vikings and the Saints. Good stuff, Chris. Uh, Hunt for five at G-Men Pride 4. Everything I read from Carl Banks makes me think he has tremendous confidence in the new Giants coaching staff. Did he have a similar confidence under Shermer's regime when he was hired? Hashtag buffoon crew. Buffoon crew. Chris, do you have any insight into that or no? 
Carl doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, listen, listen, folks. I can tell you this about Carl. He, he's a lot like us here, where he's not gonna. He's gonna give the guy a chance. Yeah. All right. He gave Shermer a chance. He had confidence in him, as far as you know where we came from, Vikings. And he want you know he gave Shermer a chance. Like he you know he wasn't gonna judge him. He was going to give him time to develop and see how he did. Now, I could also tell you this. Towards the end of Sherman there, you know, with the Giants last year, he totally, you know, he felt maybe it was time for him to move on, Sherman, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have confidence in Joe Judge like he did with Sherman at the beginning until they prove that the job, they're in over their head with the job, right? Good stuff. Buddy. I have – listen – uh, hey, I wrote an article a couple of years ago saying, hey, Sherman's the right guy for the job. I like what this guy's going to do for this team. Guess what? I turned out to be dead wrong. Yeah, we all were. We we love the maturity that he brought to the table after the Ben yeah. McAdoo fiasco. Yeah. It was, he turned out to be terrible. Right. So, uh, then, uh, folks, you know what? The Aberdeen Proving Grounds is what? The games. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yes. So you feel confident in Joe Judge and, you know, in the press conferences and he's serious and he's, you know, he's got a fire on him. That's great. You look at him and go, okay, I'm confident in this guy, right? Yep. But when, when September comes and he's challenging stupid plays and he was, oh, he doesn't call timeouts, the right situations, you know, and, and it goes through the season, you're going to say to yourself, uh-oh, or the other way around. The guy knows how to manage a game and all that. So we'll see, man. Listen, that is a situation where time will tell. That's it. And that's the way Carl feels, too. Carl feels the same way. Hey, I have total confidence in this guy. Now, if you can't handle it, you'll find out. Right, Jerry? You can't mask it. You can't hide behind anything. Right? Yep. Uh, you'll find out from September to, uh, to uh, December, bud. That's right. I'm laughing at this next question. I'm laughing at, I'm laughing at this next question. Warren Warren at Osler Warren. Question is late by a week or more, but can we get a good old-fashioned Chris Bisignano rant on the 500-plus players who didn't vote on the CBA? Hashtag buffoons of the year. Oh, I could care less they didn't vote. All, all, all those guys could say is they can't complain about anything with the CBA because they didn't vote. You know? Yeah. I'm not gonna, I mean, it's not my, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go on a rant about it, but those for some reason, you know, those guys should have voted, right? They can't uh, complain about anything. That's right. Bull Bittler, should the Giants consider wide receiver a big need in the upcoming draft, Chris? Oh, no. It's not a big need. Yeah, what round do you think they go wide out, bud? Um, Somebody else asked that they, question, so I combined them. Um, if they go, well, it's a deep draft. Um, fourth? Maybe. Fourth? Yeah. Fifth? You know? I can, middle, let's, put, let's put it this way. Middle rounds. They don't have a third. Oh, I'm sorry. They do have a third, right? They have the late, the end of the third. Oh, middle rounds, Jerry. Chris, this guy's name is Jerry thinks I'm a fraud at thinks fraud. His question. Hey, guys, longtime listener. Sure he lives at it. Let me see if he has his location. Giants fan from Wisconsin. There it is. Hey, guys, longtime listener of the podcast. And I join in on hot mic when you two are on, but I decided it was time to reply on Twitter for the draft. Would you rather have? Oh, damn it. Sorry, guys. That wasn't the question. We went on that one, buddy. All right. Well, you know what? That's not a bad question. Would you rather have Simmons in the first and 
Ruiz in the second or Werfs in the first and Kenneth Murray in the second. So are those two, would you rather have second one? You want to, you rather have Werfs and Murray? Uh, Werfs and Murray as compared to Simmons and who? Ruiz. I would go with Simmons and Ruiz. Yeah. I I flip a coin. I'd be happy with both. Uh, Jerry thinks I'm a fraud. (laughs) Here's one. Giants chick 39 at Giants chick 39. Any chance you guys do a hot mic session on draft night? Love the podcast. Hashtag buffoon crew. That all depends on Chris's availability because I don't know if he's going to be allowed the building by then. Um, I don't, I don't. No, I won't be allowed to build. That's out, Jerry. That's out. Okay. So I don't know. We'll think about it. You know, I, you know, talking during a game is one thing. I don't know if we could fill up enough time during the rounds, yeah. especially the first round, to keep going and talking about these guys. <laughs> yeah. Can I give you an answer right now on that? Oh, you're going to be a downer on this one. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll think about it. <laughs> so it's a no, everybody. Sorry. Uh, let's try doing way doing way too much, bud. <laughs> I know. All right, one more. Surfy spreads at underscore surf twenty two. If you had to be quarantined with one current or past Giants player for a whole month, who would it be and why? Hashtag buffoon crew. What? If you had to be quarantined with one giant for an entire month instead of your family, who would you? Who would it be? Yeah. Oh, God, Joe. For one month, probably Jesse Armstead. Really? Yeah, because Lawrence Taylor's going to get into trouble. Sims is going to stop talking. He's going to tell you, like, you know, he's going to talk a lot. I think Armstead's probably the perfect, you know, he's the perfect, like, I don't know, personality and everything. And I could talk to him enough where I could ask him about his career. He would talk back to me. And then, you know, we'd kind of go on our merry way for about a month. So I'm, I'm thinking strategically on this when I go Jesse Armstead. That's just okay. me. All right. Anything else, Chris? No. <laughs> I don't like the way this one ended, buddy. <laughs> what else you got? Anything else? No, no. That's it. The questions are done. Well, there's like a thousand more. I mean, no, no, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I know we can't get all of them, but we're finishing the questions segment. Well, you know what it is, buddy. There's a lot of them. They're good, but the, you know, we answered them already. Like it's a lot on the draft, and you know, yeah, do you want get... Golden back? And you know. All right. Good stuff, man. Um, right, next week, Jerry, I guess we'll start talking heavy draft, right? Yeah, we'll free, go more free, into the draft. Free agency's all but over. You know, maybe a name here and there, right? Um, so we'll, we'll, start, we'll start talking about some of these kids, man, coming out, draft and scenarios and all that, man. Yeah, maybe by then uh, they'll make a move with, with Golden. Maybe they'll renegotiate Leonard Williams so we can get into that a bit as well. Um, and like we said, guys, we are going to start having uh, – some guests on, so maybe we'll have um, sooner or later somebody about the draft, uh, one of the one of the draft gurus on to talk and pick their brains a bit. Um, but uh, before I go into the spiel about uh, ordering the Giant Insider, which we obviously are, are printing this Sunday, I think I talked about that last week. Um, please, everybody, pray for Rich Redman uh, and his grandson. Pray that, pray that Rich gets through this. He's going through a tough time. And um, again, man, this is a lot of fun for Chris and I. And, uh, you know, um, we love doing this, so please, uh, thank you all, but but say a prayer for Rich. Yeah, and everybody be safe, man, um, and during, during these tough times, so 
Absolutely. We'll, we'll all get through it. Just be smart. That's all. You know, be smart. And um, just do what the doctors are saying to do as far as social distancing and, you know, and uh, all stuff like that, you know, so. Absolutely. All right, everybody, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to maxer.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app for the, from the App Store. Like I said, we print Sunday night, uh, action-packed draft issue. Anything else, buddy? No, that's it, man. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Be good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.